Rob and I sit down. We talk about, well, of course we're sitting down, duh. Uh, we talk about uh, food stuff. Mostly we talk about uh, Subway and their tuna sub. Is it tuna? Is it not? And then we talk about a woman who tried to prevent a dine and dash who was assaulted in the process. That's bizarre. And then we fall off the rails and talk about some non-food things. And uh, we have a jolly good time. And take it away, Kesha. Welcome to Everyone Eats, a podcast by two guys who like, or in some cases, love to eat. He's Rob Petrillo. I'm Joe Heisinga. This is our podcast. <laughs> How are you, Rob? I'm good, buddy. How are you? I have no food with me this week. You should be very excited by that. Yeah, you sure you don't want to just like eat some pudding right into the microphone? When is the last time I ate pudding? Hmm. I was looking at coupons today, and I did see this, like, Reese's type, some sort of, like, concrete mixer that you can buy in the grocery store. That looked delicious. Um, A Reese's pudding? It was like a, you know, like a, have you ever been to Culver's? No. Oh, my goodness. This Wait, f- the burger place? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I've, I've had a burger from there like one time nine years ago, but I don't think I've ever been back. So they have like their version of like the blizzard. It's called like the concrete mixer or something. It's uh-huh. just like chocolate and Oreos and all the stuff you throw in there. Yeah, sure. And yeah, this appeared to be, I don't think it was Culver's brand, but it was basically like a Reese's infused pudding that you could get at the grocery store. That sounds pretty gross. I think you sound pretty gross. That sounds delicious. <laughs> no, I, I get the appeal of it for sure. I, I I I can't get into. I don't like pudding. I can't eat pudding. Um, I just said pudding because it feels like it would be a, a the perfect thing <laughs> for to me eat on to microphone. Eat. <laughs> <laughs> and just, I mean, the sounds that would come that would come into the mic from pudding, I think would be no pudding. You're not like a tapioca or a no chocolate I mean, or vanilla. None of them. I think maybe if somebody was like, Hey, I made some like homemade pudding. Yeah. Do you want to try it? I'd probably try it. Hmm. I would never buy pudding. Okay. Well, you, um, you make a lot of stuff and so do I, but my version of made is like, you know, I threw it in the microwave for two minutes and it was done. I slapped it in the toaster and I toasted it and then I threw some meat and cheese on. I used the Foreman grill. Like you actually like you bust out the stove and do real stuff. Yeah, you can't say you made anything if it involves a toaster or a microwave. Oh, you watch but... me. I say I made all those things. <laughs> um, what do you yeah, say if, so if you it, ate it... a sandwich? You made the sandwich. Sure, I would agree with that, but you can't like put mac and cheese in a microwave and be like, "Oh, I made this mac and cheese." I make mac and cheese every Friday. That's my dinner. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I think if it's if it's like homemade, I would probably tr- try just about anything. But again, I I don't I, I I'm not a I'm not a pudding, not an ice cream, not a frozen yogurt i just i can't get i don't know i just don't i've never liked any of that stuff so you tweeted me earlier this week and said we would need a whole hour to dive into what the heck is going on with subway and their air quotes tuna sub or sandwich call it whatever the heck you want well Everybody and their mother has an article out on this now. I'm looking at the New York Times' version of it right now. Yeah, how crazy is that that the New York Times is writing about it? Yeah, it reads in part, uh, Cantuna is high in protein, low in fat, and by far the most popular shelf-stable seafood in the United States. can also be mysterious, questionable, and scandalous. The Washington Post reported back in January that Subway, which happens to be the world's largest sandwich chain, 
is facing a class action lawsuit in California because of claims that its tuna sandwiches, quote, are completely bereft of tuna as an ingredient. And so this circulated in January, and then it seemed like, no, that's not actually a thing. Um, so then this well, goes on. It was, just, it was just Subway basically just saying, yeah. that's not true. With right. no, no evidence or any sort of argument, they're just like, no, that's not true. Subway denies the allegations. There simply is no truth to the allegations in the complaint that was filed in California, says a spokeswoman. She wrote in an email to the New York Times, quote, Subway delivers 100% cooked tuna to its restaurants, which is mixed with mayonnaise and used in freshly made sandwiches, wraps, and salads that are served to and enjoyed by our guests. That's what uh, Subway claims. But then more allegations surfaced over the last week that there were DNA tests performed on the tuna and yeah. no tuna was found. Sure. So, you know, obviously your first thought is like, okay, well, if it's not tuna, then what the hell is it? Yeah. Um, I did do a little bit of research on it as well. And there was one, I forget who it was. It was a, they, they interviewed like several experts <laughs> and um, one of them suggested that they were purchasing fish from a cannery and that it was possibly mislabeled. So they were testing for tuna, but it was just what they were using wasn't tuna. So it didn't turn up, but it's not like this weird, like, you know, pink slime material. Like it's just a different type of fish possibly. Um, and then they were also saying that once subway cooks the tuna, um, it could technically be compromised, making the fish hard to identify. It's always good to have a good compromised tuna. Um, <laughs> the New York Times writes amazing pieces, but yeah. they're not the easiest to read on the pod. But as I do scroll down sure. here, it says, according to the seafood list, which is compiled by the U.S. FDA, there are 15 species of nomadic really quick, yes. uh, compromised tuna is the name of my ska band that I'm starting. Nice, nice. I play the triangle. <laughs> I mean, compromised tuna is a, a pr pretty killer band name. No doubt. Sorry, go ahead. Uh, there's 15 species of nomadic saltwater fish that can be labeled, quote, tuna. Subway's tuna and seafood sourcing statement says the chain only sells skipjack and yellowfin tuna, species that a lab would recognize as. Oh boy, bust out the pronunciation here. Katsuwanus, Katsuwanus, Palamas, and okay. T. albacaris. Before it lands on a Subway sandwich, that tuna, like the majority of commercially sold tuna, is caught by fishermen working in exclusive economic zones or EEZs. I also love that Subway is claiming that they're tuna is a hundred percent wild caught which is just so funny to me because look when i'm going you go to subway you're not expecting the this gourmet meal obviously no um, you're expecting you know, the bottom of the basement subway sub yeah you know what you're getting and even if there was none of this going on if i if i saw a sign that said a hundred percent wild caught tuna for subway i would immediately be like you're full of shit i mean there are legitimate like restaurants and grocery stores that don't have 100 percent wild caught anything so much i mean you go to whole foods they've got a whole section that's just farm raised fish like that's such a big part of seafood now is farm raised and Subway is not paying for 100% wild-caught anything. So Subway declines to disclose its tuna suppliers, <laughs> but the New York Times did some digging here, and they spoke with a yeah. Subway manager. 
who wished wished Ooh. to remain anonymous out of Hilarious. fear of reprisal. Dude, I mean, we, how amazing is the story just in general? The fact that the New York Times is interviewing subway managers that won't disclose. I just picture the video, you know, it's bl- the, the screen's dark, blacked out. There's the weird shadow. They got the voice, you know, the, the voice has changed. Am I like, a terrible person that sits there and thinks like, if you're a subway manager and you're talking about shady tuna, got to think you could probably get a job being a manager at another fast food chain. Like, what are you worried they're going to do to you? Pack pack you into the tuna? Also, is the, 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 uh, like you, you, I mean, have you seen a subway manager? Like, they're, they're mostly like, I mean, have you Schlubs. ever, did you, I, I worked at a subway. There you actually. go. Okay. <clears throat> I mean, when there are you sure you want to speak on the record about this so you're not worried about reprisal? I will, I will speak on the record. Okay. Um, uh, first of all, yes. Um, all we ever did was just smoke pot. Somebody <laughs> usually had some sort of Nerf football that we would just throw around in the back of the uh, the the set we worked in, in like a. Uh, you know, like a little strip mall. So you go into the ba- you go through the back door, and it's just like a giant parking lot. Sure. So all we would do is just smoke pot and just throw around a Nerf football. So to be fair, Sage was comfortable using her first name, just not her full name. And she says okay. the tuna comes in a case, and inside the case there are six aluminum pouches, and it's just Gross. like a pressed vacuum sealed slab of tuna. It's flaky, and it's clearly soaked in water. It's like a brine, so it's just soaked in salt water, and it's just flaky tuna. We just spread it apart with our hands, gloved, of course, and mix it with mayo, says Sage. Sage says that each store follows corporate guidelines, which instruct that certain meats can stay out in the store's refrigerated sandwich bar for up to 24, 48, or 72 hours. Gross. Tuna, I mean, of course, since you were a sandwich artist, would know, has a 72-hour counter life. (laughs) Dude, there's a reason why it has that long of a life. And and Subway spokeswoman confirmed that, too. Yeah. Yeah. Man, it's just, does it, and I'm sure there's got to be, maybe, how, do you know, does it say anywhere how this got started? Like who no. decided to be like? I don't know. Was it was it? They're just like a. Was there just like a, a report, like a detective? Oh, we got in, more here, buddy. Check sandwich. Check this out. Okay. Jen, a former Subway sandwich artist who worked oh. at a location in Iowa for a year, yep. said she couldn't imagine what incentive Subway would have to. Uh, yeah, what incentive Subway would have to replace the tuna with anything else. Jen also asked not to use her full name out of fear of reprisal from her employer. She doesn't even work there. Hey, man, who knows? Subway, you know, Subway's the, got some is weird... Subway the mafia now? What's going on? There's some guy who will just is just breaking people's legs for Subway. Hey, yo, you talk bad about the tuna? <laughs> I ship you with the fish. I... I just love that it's gotten so deep now that, again, that there's like all these different articles. The New York Times is reporting on it. They're interviewing staff members, but not giving out full full information. There's I mean, how did this get started? I don't know. The the Times Times wraps up here after more than a month of waiting. Lab results arrived. No amplifiable tuna DNA was present in the sample, so we obtained no amplification products from the DNA, the email read. Therefore, we cannot identify the species. The spokesman from the lab offered a bit of analysis. There's two conclusions, he said. Uh, He was apparently willing to go on the record. One, it's so heavily processed that whatever we could pull out, we couldn't make an identification. Or we got some, and there's just nothing there that's tuna. Subway declined to comment on the lab results. Yeah, and I mean, look, I'm guessing that's probably what it is, is that it's just so heavily processed. But here we go. The Times says, to be fair, Inside Edition sent samples from three Subway locations in (laughs) Queens for testing earlier this year. The lab found that the specimens were indeed tuna. Yeah. Yeah. So that is my hunch. 
Mr. Petrillo. My conclusion is that that stuff is so processed sure. that the lab says, we don't know what this is. But all fast food is super processed. And if you get uh, IBS or ulcerative colitis or Crohn's disease like I have, there's a good bet that that is tied to processed foods. That is my hunch all along. Sure. I mean, look, you, when you go to McDonald's and you get chicken nuggets, yeah. I mean, it's there's no nugget on a chicken. Like, where do you think that's coming from? Lots of parts of the chicken, and sure. it's just kind of smashed together. So you have to assume that Subway is probably, you know, they're they're not identifying their distributors because it's probably some shady fucking company who you know is selling them fucking fish tails and fish heads and they're just grinding it to a pulp and then packaging it and call it a tuna and they're taking the cheapest crappiest parts of the tuna oh yeah the, the better parts like the, the best parts are probably ending up in you know your average restaurant perhaps and then yeah. you've probably got the grocery store and then at the bottom of the barrel, you've probably got what what Subway says, hey, we'll give you a few bucks for that. We'll call it tuna. It is tuna. Totally. I mean, what's in a hot dog? I mean, I dude, mean does anyone know what's in a hot dog? Dude, there is a reason that a burger in some places, you got like, you could speak far more authoritatively on this than me, but you got like Kobe beef, sure. which goes for, you know, big bucks or bigger bucks and then you got like the ground beef chuck and then you got like the ground round and that's basically like the butt of the cow is it not yeah so it's just it's, it's different, just different parts. parts of of the of the animal that that some have more, more that have more fat and then other parts are more lean yeah and the the fattier it is the the crappier it is the less meat you're getting and the more you're just eating fat. And the more they're probably processing it and you oh, know, yeah. packing stuff in there to make it taste the way that everybody has come to know and love. That's why you throw it in a grinder and you, you spit it back out through the grinder because then it just looks all the same. Nobody knows huh. the difference. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, look, I mean, you're going to Subway. You can't be expecting a gourmet sandwich anyway. It still would freak me out if you if I went to Subway with somebody and they wanted to get the tuna anyway. I mean, there's no, no What's chance. What's your go-to at Subway? I would get the tuna from Subway. My oh, go-to God. is like the meatball. Yeah, that's see, but that's another one, dude. I mean- What am I supposed think, to get? Think Sub, okay, but you think Subway's- Dude, you get a fucking turkey sandwich. You get turkey, cheese, lettuce, tomato, onion, a little bit of mustard and mayo, and you fucking get it on some wheat bread and you call it a day. You that's threw like order. way too many ingredients out there first off. Like, I'm well, like- Lettuce a, and tomato? No, you threw onion in there, all this stuff. Like, I am- Oh my gosh, onion on a sandwich. What a crazy person. Less is more to me. I'm like- Three or four ingredients tops, and I do not like mayo on anything. Do you know how many ingredients are in those meatballs you're eating? Uh, One, meatball. (laughs) No, sir. (laughs) I know. Um, Honestly, I I like chicken, too. But, like, when I get a chicken sandwich from someplace, it's like, I'll take the chicken, give me the tomato, give me the lettuce, and if they spread something on there that is not mayo, I'm cool with that. And if you want to give me a slice of Swiss cheese, I'll take that, too. But yeah. I don't, I don't like, you know. Don't give me the the pepperoncinis and the this and the that. And the, no, yeah, no. Okay, but again, they're too. We're, we're, we've just discussed the insanity of Subway's tuna, and then you immediately go, yeah, let me get the beef from tuna, as if you think that's going to be any better. No, not better. I just told you I would eat the tuna. I'm, I'm not. <laughs> I, I okay. cannot remember the last time I went to a subway. Yeah, dude, I'm there's I, I will I promise you, unless I'm legitimately stranded, yeah. I'm never eat I'll never eat subway again. And, and this was before the, the, yeah. the tuna allegations. Dude, I, don't, I just I don't you get to a certain age where you just shouldn't be eating subway anymore. Can I toot my horn for a minute here? I think you probably know this. What's that? This past week I officially crossed the one hundred pound threshold. Congratulations. I've lost 100 pounds. And along with that comes not a lot of eating of crap. 
Yes. Um, I would say over like the last month or two, uh, somebody at work does this thing called Whopper Wednesday where they just bring in a lot of Whoppers. <laughs> And I usually I, I usually take the Whopper from Whopper Wednesday, and I usually eat it over the weekend. Wait, you yeah. s- you take it on Wednesday and yeah. you don't eat it until Saturday? I keep it in my fridge. You you wait four days to eat a Whopper. Well, Thursday, Friday, I <laughs> eat it Saturday. But you said it's Wednesday Whopper. Yeah. Okay, so Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday is four days. I guess. You, take, you wait four days to eat a Whopper? Sure. Buddy, yeah. what are you doing? Just testing myself. Well, did, no, pal. Go to Burger King on Saturday and get a, fr- a new Whopper. No, I, don't, I, don't, I don't need it fresh. No. This, is the, this is the coupon thing. This is you. Yeah. What, you don't want to spend the money on a fucking $2 Whopper. No, it's bought for so me. You, you take the free one on Wednesday. Yeah. Dude, this is, oh my God, buddy, what are you doing? Losing weight. That's what I'm doing. Okay. I understand that. Yeah. But you're waiting four days. You're eating a four day old Whopper? Honestly, it'd probably be good after 30 days. It's a Whopper. (laughs) I mean, we've all seen the story of the guy who found the McDonald's cheeseburger in his jacket pocket from 20 years later, and it basically looks the same. Yeah. I mean, Twinkies, same thing. I know, but pal, but just you, you, you're so strict and you're losing all this weight. You deserve to eat a fresh Whopper. That's where you're wrong. I'm actually not so strict. Um, I'm strict in terms of when I eat and I'm just not hungry. So I don't like pack my body with crap anymore like I used to, where I would just get up and eat and then eat and then eat more and then before bed eat. Um, now I just don't feel the, the need to do that. So I I have just I am a metabolizing machine now with how I have trained my body. Okay, so this has what does this have to do with Subway? Well, that I lost all that weight. So I'm dude, I'm so proud of you. You know I'm proud of you. I love it. I'm so glad you're fucking killing it. I don't know. You just but, picked on me. So <laughs> I can't believe you're eating four day old whoppers. I feel like that's what we should be talking uh, again, about. Again, right I now. really want to contest the four day old here. Wednesday <laughs> to Thursday is one. Thursday to Friday is two. Friday to Saturday is three. You're using some fuzzy math to get to four. I completely disagree. What are you talking about? They made the Whopper on Wednesday. That's one day right there. Yeah, but then Thursday, Wednesday to Thursday is a day. <laughs> Thursday to Friday is a second day. Friday to Saturday you're is doing, a third day. You're doing the janky math. Not I'm not doing janky math. I'm I'm explaining it to everyone. All right. So it's like uh, four days and three nights. Can we agree on that? It's like a three-night-old Whopper. Yes. Thank I you. Will, uh, I will agree with that. Yes. I'm glad I won that one. Sweet. It's still, um, everyone listening still thinks you eat. It's insane that you I that guarantee now. you that 80% of the audience is with you, but I love the 20%. I'm just fine with that. I um, mean... I don't okay. remember what the point was, but um, it had something to do with me losing weight, and I was proud of myself, and I wanted to work Not that eating in. So much crappy food, like go, like going to Subway. That's but, just but like, allowing myself to still eat a little bit once in a while to still feel like a normal human being and not just be like that's yeah that that's how it should be. You should be able to eat whatever you want, just in moderation. You would probably still like furrow your brow at my meals because you'd be like you know this is not nearly cool enough for what you eat but it's okay well uh, we're not here to judge your your meals you actually are proudly here to judge my meals which is what i love about you I mean, I i just throw them in the toaster i throw them in the microwave i did use the uh stove this morning i made a nice egg white omelet Look at you. I had some turkey bacon from the microwave. And, you uh, cook your bacon in the microwave? I Turkey bacon, I did. And uh, I threw some broccoli just, in there. Why not just throw it in the pan before you put the eggs in and uh, just cook yeah. it in there? That seems like a lot of grease flying all over and mess to clean up. <laughs> I'm 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 not against bacon in the microwave. I get it. Yeah. it's There's worse things you could be doing. Uh-huh. But you could also... 
cook the bacon in your oven too. That's probably the best way to make bacon. But I didn't do that. That's okay. So I did that. Then I had some strawberries and a nice little bowl of uh, life cereal. It's quite the breakfast you got there. What have you had today? I go big on the the weekend on the breakfast. What, what have um, you packed into your uh, gorgeous bod? Um, I had a. Uh, Good. I made a smoothie this morning. A smoothie that you made? Okay. I don't even have a blender, so you're doing better than me already. I've got a lovely blender that has a smoothie button. So, so what did pretty, you throw in to smoothify? Um, well, I did two bananas. Okay. Um, some spinach. Ugh. Okay. Some Probably almond milk. taste the spinach, but okay. Yep, almond milk, good. That's what I have with uh, the life. Chia seeds, some chia walnuts. Seeds, okay. And uh, what else did I put in there? Uh, shit, there was something else. A little bit of peanut butter. Mm-hmm. And um, shit, there was one more thing. I, I hope you remember. didn't put that in there. No, no, no actual shit. No poo-poo. Uh, um, I can't remember. There was one more thing, but I'm, I can't seem to... Hey, you anyway, you drank it, it down it if you liked it. Okay. It doesn't matter. But yeah, so that was um my my uh my breakfast lunch because I woke up at noon today. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, I was up uh, before eight and running around looking for sports cards like a nut. <laughs> um so yeah, so that's all that's all I've done I I've done today is just I, I did that. But and uh dinner tonight will probably be um uh, chicken burrito. Oh, I'm probably going to make a sandwich of some sort. Did you... But, um, go, go ahead. ahead. No, go. <laughs> you sure? I was going to pivot here. Yeah, no, yeah, I was going to say, we probably... I, I don't I don't want this podcast to be us just telling people what we eat every day, but... Well, you know. I mean, we like to make food recommendations. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fine. Uh, but, you know, I, I don't I don't think every time we do the podcast, it needs to be, <laughs> what did you eat today? Well, unless, we don't do the podcast that often. discovery that you are eating four-day-old Whoppers. Then we need to talk about it. Well, I, I don't think that's that big of a deal, but I it's, I thought you might, so I'm glad I brought it up. It's such a big deal. You're welcome. And I want to talk about it so much more, but I feel like it's probably enough. I, I am going to be headed to a place called uh, Chico Malo. On uh, Monday, have you heard of that? It's downtown. No, no, I have not heard it. Well, is it new? I have not been. I don't know. I don't eat downtown what, very often. So what's what's bringing you over there? Uh, there's a little basketball game in town that I'll be going to. Oh, you're going to the Suns game? Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, that, that's something we could talk about too. Is good. Uh, what's your go-to? Um, and we'll get to, we'll get meal? to your thing too. Yeah. What's your go-to like? Bass, like, what, are you gonna? You think you maybe you get some snacks or some food at the at the base the basketball game? I'm gonna be real boring here. Probably not. Okay, because well, I'm gonna eat ahead say, of time. But if I was in my my fat phase, sure, or just you know on a on a good cheat day or whatever it is, like, I what's your usually go-to? would go to the chicken tenders and fries because I felt like you get exceptional ballpark value, and yeah. it's it's tasty, and you can't go wrong with chicken tenders and fries. It's tough to screw that up. That's true. That is. I mean, the Diamondbacks get uh, they get pretty brave when it comes to you know stadium food, baseball um, ballpark food. I mean, they're on to like, hey, it's Fruit Loops and uh, cow tongue. Come try it out. Yeah, they 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 got like a gourmet chef running that place. But um, yeah, you're right. Chicken chicken fingers, chicken chicken nuggets. How about you? Sort of chicken and. Yeah, honestly, um, I mean, baseball, I'm super boring, and it's usually just like peanuts and a beer. I don't really ever get that crazy. I would get a hot li- dog at football games back in the day. Yeah, I get I get a hot dog. I'm not a big hot dog person, but in the right environment, I'd probably get one. But baseball, super boring, just peanuts. Uh, maybe popcorn and like just a beer or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, Big spender there with that beer. Well, you know you're got you're at a baseball game. Hey, you gotta, I, I get you gotta it. have a beer. Well, you uh, need to have a few beers if you're at a D-backs game this year. 
Yeah, that's true too. You could definitely put them back. Uh, and then, yeah, b- basketball. I've only been to like one or two basketball games, um, and I don't really ever remember eating. But I- I'll probably go the same with you. I mean, if I'm like looking to really eat a meal, yeah, you got to just you. The go to is just chicken so the one game i went to this year they did not have the chicken tenders and fries and i don't believe i i got nachos i got oh that's a a good one i got like a like a braised short rib nacho because i i don't like pizza at a game and and i wasn't feeling hot dog and that was like all they had other than like they had like street tacos Yep. I mean, the pizza, it's just sitting under that heat lamp. You don't know how long it's been sitting under there. It's if we're, you're lucky if they actually even made the pizza. Like, I'm sure it's just some generic company that just ships some boxes of pre made frozen pizzas that they just put under a heat lamp. Or so it's like, I, again, I get it if you're just looking to just, if you need to put something in your stomach or whatever, but not ideal. So, what I was going to pivot to. Yeah, I mean, you follow the news. Sure, I've 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 read a news story or two in my life, and you've actually read them professionally as well. That's true. Yeah. yeah. So this was written by your uh, third cousin Matt. Okay. Last name Petrillo. I'm not kidding. Oh, the the the, the writer of this article is his last name's Petrillo. It sure is. Spelt the same. P e t r i double l o. There's a lot of Petrillos, but yeah. okay. Okay. So did you hear about this Dine and Dash that turned violent back in uh, uh, New Jersey? No, I did not, no. So I heard about this earlier in the week, and it got me thinking today. I was like, this would be great podcast fodder with my good buddy Rob. <laughs> okay. So a- according to the cops— um, the cops, uh, let me uh, see, if I try to just read this for the first time, it doesn't read so well. Well, police say that a waitress from Nifty 50s, have you heard of that place? I have not. Neither have I. Uh, in Washington Township, New Jersey, suffered from a possible concussion and abrasions to her face and neck, and she was lucky she didn't get more injured after a confrontation turned violent. Cops say surveillance video from Saturday night, so a week ago as we're recording this, shows a waitress confronting a group of alleged dine-and-dashers before they allegedly forced the waitress into their white Dodge Durango. Jesus. They assaulted her and then took off down Route 42. So they... Okay. So So they, they they didn't take her, though. They just took off. Well, they pulled her into the car they say it's a brazen abduction robbery oh so they did kidnap her well so i'll i'll read it again here what they say police say surveillance video from saturday night shows a waitress in red confronting a group of alleged dine and dashers before they allegedly forced the waitress into their white dodge durango that's where police say they assaulted her and then took off down route 42 this is a brazen abduction, robbery, aggravated assault, and possible kidnapping. Police say Jeez. the incident happened outside the Washington P- Township Nifty 50s restaurant after a group of people ate and left without paying their $70 bill. So my first question for you, you're you're more bold than me and much more down with the people. I'm <laughs> somewhat of the nerd of the two of us. Uh-huh. Have you ever dine and dashed? No, never. I would never. Man, I was betting on my drive in here to record this that you were going to say that you had. I have dirtbag friends and and had dirtbag friends that that would and did for sure. Now, um, so this goes without saying. I mean, I but I would never do something like that. I've yeah, I don't think anybody uh, thought you would, and that's good because it's the it's the it's such a dirtbag move. Have you ever um, left no tip? No, of course not. Oh, I, I have mean, a lot of people I know who've done that. I, you and I have talked about that part before, though. Like, I always try to leave a good tip, which to me is a minimum of twenty percent, unless the service yeah. really sucks. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, again, like. I, you know, my dad had a pizzeria when I was, when I was growing up, 
Um, I, I worked in many of restaurants and, you know, I had so many friends that were served. Like, you just know, like, how shitty and how tough that job is to to just be like, OK, cool. I'm just going to eat and then just completely screw this person over some of the places that, you know, the waiter or the waitress has to cover the money that was lost. You know, it's just like one of the worst things you could do in a food industry setting is dine and dash such a dirtbag move i don't get it these days like i understand people feel like you know these big companies like uh cvs and target and walmart and like it doesn't mean anything if they just walk out with stuff oh yeah i fully support stealing from <laughs> companies like that okay i do not i've never done that either <laughs> other than when i, do, I, was I a, don't do it either but if you want to hmm. i support it so when i was a real little kid I just didn't know any better, and I sure. took stuff a couple of times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think every kid like does that. Like gum. Yeah. Um, but I I do not support that at all either because that means the people like Rob and Joe will be paying more for that stuff. And what blows me away, though, is now companies don't even try to stop you. They have these loss prevention departments and all this stuff, but they yeah. just let you walk right in. Did you see the video the other day of the dude who like rolled in on a bike in like San Francisco with a garbage bag, loaded <laughs> it full of stuff in the convenience store? He was in like a CVS or something, loaded it full of stuff and then biked right out of there. And like the the security guard like kind of tries to give him a shove as he just, you know, turns and heads for the door, but they just let him go. He's just doing it in sure. full view in front of everybody. Like, I don't get it. And with food and anything, really, I, I just don't understand it that, okay, so you ate $70 worth of stuff. So if you're scumbag enough to eat a free meal and walk out without paying, then, uh, man, the the waitress, she's got some cojones to approach the car first off. Yeah, but that's then, wild. then what the heck is wrong with them that they pull her into the car and beat the snot out of her? Why well, wouldn't they I, just take off? I'm getting of um. Does it say what time of night this happened? Because I'm getting late night drunk diner vibes from all of this. It definitely was nighttime, from what I can tell. I mean, surveillance so, video from Saturday night. Yeah. So. There's a good chance these dudes were probably hammered. They probably wanted to get food at a diner and are just drunk and they're idiots or a assholes and whatever, and just decided to 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 eat a bunch of food drunkenly, just skip on the bill. Yeah, three guys, then, two females, and police say the suspects eventually kicked out the victim a short distance away on the side of Route 42. She yeah. was able to walk back to the restaurant. That's so fucking crazy. I mean, look, I kind of give her some credit for, you know, not not trying to not let these guys get away with but it. But it's not it, but worth it. No, $70 like to, to get, you know, possibly like run over or or shot, killed. Like, yeah, of course. So, no, of course, that doesn't make any sense. But I bet you it's probably happened to her before or she was having a bad day or they were probably complete assholes to her while she was serving them. And after all of that, for them to just leave, it's like, yeah, sometimes you just got to take the situation into your own hands. And unfortunately she, uh, she kind of misjudged the situation because there was lots of them and one of her. And uh, if anything, you go into the kitchen, you grab a frying pan you get like a hot plate, you know, get a weapon or something. Don't just go out there and try and fist fight these people. I mean, you're in a you're in a restaurant with lots of sharp and heavy objects. You know, get a couple of things first. No kidding. Throw some hot meatballs at them. Something. What do you think about this? All I yeah. got is a headline here. I'm too lazy to read the whole shebang. Yeah. Texas fast food chain Lane's Chicken Fingers is offering teen managers $50,000 salaries to combat worker shortage. All that tells me is whoever that moron manager was who was over at Subway, who was afraid to give up their name, yeah. maybe you should go find a Lane's Chicken Fingers. You can get 50 k there. Yeah, to work at like a, just a, a chicken 
fast food place? It says Lane's Chicken Fingers. It's a Texas fast food chain is giving teens the opportunity to make 50K in order to offset worker shortages. That's awesome. So My, More places should do that. Yeah, so screw you, Subway. Yeah, well, I mean, well, the thing about Subway, too, is that I think anybody could buy a Subway. Like it's it, it essentially a subway could be a mom and pop shop almost because you know anybody could buy one and just start one. Um, so how does that work? Because like a lot of McDonald's are that way too, right? Yeah. And then like usually you'll find like somebody owns like five or six in in a city. Sure. So yeah, Pizza Hut Pizza Hut allows it. <clears throat> um. What about Chick-fil-A like um, allows it too, but they're they're like probably the most strict out of out of everybody. What about my place, the the Burger King? Oh, I don't know. Probably, I think most place. I could. I I don't know. I don't know for sure. I just know because the that. subway that I worked at was just this. You know, this husband and wife couple. They just owned it, and uh, and you know they were they were there every day. They were running the place, and they just would hire kids out of high. You know, I was in high school. Uh, just kids out of high school or in high school that just needed a job, you know, after school for a few hours. Buddy, I got a a new fun game. What's that? I I actually think you might enjoy this one. Okay. It doesn't involve me eating or drinking anything. Perfect. I already love it. Okay. I have Googled and I have started the Google thread, which fast food, and I was obviously going to end it, uh, restaurants, you know, have franchises, some things like that. Yeah. But when I type in which fast food, what do you think Google auto generates as the top response? Which fast food? Which, and then there are which, three more words. Which fast foods? Which fast food? Which fast food is best for you? Which fast food restaurants take EBT? <laughs> okay. So well, you're you're doing weird. pretty good though. Which fast food is the healthiest? Yeah, that's what I would assume people would probably try and Google. Okay, we've got which fast food has the best salads. Yeah, there you go. That's pretty much what I said. Uh, which fast food delivers? Don't oh. everyone doesn't everyone deliver? Which fast food has the best breakfast? Which fast food restaurant pays the most? Mm. So let's keep going with our little thread here. Which fast food restaurant? Uh, makes the most money, has the most locations, has the best chicken sandwich. You, which fast food restaurants use MSG? Which fast food restaurants allow? I don't even know what MSG is. I remember hearing a lot about MSG in like the 90s and like early 2000s. And it was always like, oh, you can't go to that one restaurant. You know, it's full of MSG. But I never even like... I just assumed so that it was bad. I was like, I don't, okay, I don't know what that, is it just like sodium? I think it's just salt, right? I think it's salt, yeah. So NerdWallet has helped us out here. 14 food franchise opportunities. Yeah. Number one, Baskin Robbins. Oh, all right. And there's a franchise fee. Yeah. Of $25,000. I already know this, but Chick-fil-A has the best deal. Okay. Um, um, so they say the okay. estimated total initial investment is between just under 100K to 400K at a Baskin Robbins. Yeah, okay. See, Chipo- and we could go through this, but I actually did some research because like, I forget how it came up, but there was like an ad or something online because, yeah, you got to buy the property. You know, I'm you not gotta seeing invest Chipotle. In all the- or I'm, I'm, did I say Chipotle? I meant Chick-fil-A. I don't see them either. Chick-fil-A, well, give it a Google because Chick-fil-A is the, if you're, if you're looking to open up a fast food chain, mm-hmm. it, and I know Chick-fil-A is not the greatest and they, you know, they, they, whatever, they support bad The food people. is delicious. But the, they got good chicken. So, uh, but the deal is Chick-fil-A will pay for the, the land, the, the build, uh, everything. All you got to do is invest like ten grand, hmm. and you could st- and you could open up your own Chick Fil A. I will now, d- I will give that a Google in two seconds. The other, w- the others yeah. listed here quickly. Yeah, Auntie Anne's. 
Papa okay, yeah. Papa John's had a five thousand dollar initial franchise fee. Yeah, that's not bad. Taco Bell, KFC, McDonald's. McDonald's is a lot. A million to two point yeah. two million. Crazy. Um, total initial investment franchise fee of forty five k. Dunkin'. Yeah. Pizza Hut, you nailed. Denny's, Ben and Jerry's, Edible Arrangements, <laughs> Cinnabon, okay. DQ. Yeah. Cold Stone Creamery. All right, Governor Ducey. Chick Phil A. Yeah, I believe it's ten grand, um, but I would assume that they probably get a big percentage of whatever you make if they're if they're fronting the bill for everything else. But here we go. Chick Fil A. dot com slash franchise. Yeah. Being a Chick-fil-A franchisee is a life investment. Oh, they're very serious. It's also really, really tough, apparently, to even get considered to, to, to open one. They're very, very strict. Because um, all the Jesus stuff, I believe. Uh, okay. Well, operating a Chick-fil-A restaurant requires a relatively modest $10,000 initial financial commitment, 15000 in Canada. It requires a holistic commitment to own and operate the business in a hands-on manner. Okay. Da, 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 da. Hi, they're highly selective. Competitive candidates yeah. will show evidence of personal financial integrity and stewardship. Uh, proven business leadership and business acumen and entrepreneurial spirit, a growth mindset, and strong character. So we're I, I, I posted about it on Twitter months ago, mm-hmm. and somebody messaged me, and that the reason I know why it's so strict is because somebody messaged me and said that... Uh, she had a friend who actually was like, man, that was already managing a Chick Fil A. Wow! And knew the business, and you know, had worked for them for a number of years, and applied, and they denied her. Huh. So it's like you really gotta you gotta ha- have a lot of experience already running a business, I believe, and you know, all kinds of. But can I give you a little love, real quick? <clears throat> a little what? Love. Sure, buddy. The uh, podcast that you did a couple weeks ago with your, he's a psychologist, isn't he? With who? Uh, I don't remember his name. He was a buddy of yours who you hadn't talked to in a number of years. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. My buddy, Tim. You guys yeah, talked a, all about yeah, WWE and yeah. going, yeah, yeah. trying to go to like a WWE show. And, sure, sure, sure. Ah, it warmed my heart, buddy. Yeah, you like that? I thought, I, I genuinely thought that that was going to be... Um, I thought I, when I, when I, we finally caught up cause we were, we hadn't talked in it forever. Yeah. Um, I want to hear yeah, more from you too. That I, guy was, was awesome. Good, yeah. He's great, dude. He's so great. I'm, I'm going to have him back on. I want to do another episode with him. I should have him. He should come on the food podcast with us because great. he's a big food guy and, and cooks a bunch and grills and, um, but uh, thanks buddy. I'm glad you liked that episode. Cause I, yeah, I was like, we, we haven't talked in over 10 years and what better way to catch up than to do it on the podcast dude it seemed like you two picked up right where you left off oh well we do we were i mean he was my best friend for a very long time there you go so uh yeah that was a fun one i'm glad you enjoyed it pal now you're a gentleman in your 30s right i yeah i am so you just dropped the bf words there do you feel you still have a best friend today uh no, I don't think so. I, like, um, when does that kind of fade? Like, I I don't know that I couldn't say like, yes, this person is my best friend either. I have a group of people who I would say amongst them is my best friend. What I realize this has nothing to do with food, but that's okay. Um, no, it's it's I actually there was an article that I was reading not too long ago. I think maybe Vice did it or somebody did it where they discussed the adult best friend and, and I have thought about this before and it is kind of interesting. It's, it's, it weirds me out. I, I think it, it comes off strange when an adult is like, this is my best friend. Cause there is like this weird kind of, it, it's the, the best friend quote unquote feels like a childhood kind of thing. You know, you could have well, close friends, starts you could have school. good friends but if you're like, this is my BFF, and you're like 39, <laughs> I'm like, okay, that's kind of fucking weird. Am I weird 
that I also think it's more weird for guys. Totally. It's, it's you, you, two women who are like, oh my God, this is my best friend. You know, we've, we've known each other. I have friends who say that this is my best friend, but they've also known each other for, you know, 20 years at this point. Yep. So it's like, okay, yeah, th- that gives you a little bit more wiggle room because you went to, you know, you went to elementary school together and you're, st- and now you're like, you've went going through on decades of life. Yeah. You went, you, t- you go on family vacations with your children now. Like, yeah, you could say that's your best friend. And like, there, there's more, um, there, there's more, more to hold on to, you know, like it, it, it makes more sense, but yeah, like if, I go to have like a beer with like a buddy of mine and he's like, this is my best friend, Carl. You're like, all right, well, none of that. It, it is for some reason it's different for men. And maybe that's just like a sexist thing. Yeah. I don't know when it goes away, but I would guess like around college. It I would feel fades. like college is the cutoff for sure. Yeah. Um, Cause I mean, I definitely had a few, like, I, I had a couple of best friends in high school. Mm-hmm. I mean, I had a buddy that we were literally oh, so, oh we spent so much time together if i ever went anywhere and he wasn't with me the first thing people would ask is where he was huh like that's we were we spent so much time together and then you know uh, my like my friend tim who i who i caught up with yeah uh, he was like a different kind of best friend because he, he was, was a little bit older. older it seemed like he was kind of like Kind of like a big brother, not quite a mentor, but like somebody who you looked up to, who yeah. you two both respected and could always hang out with. Like he, you totally. could hang with him and he would kind of look out for you and you guys just were buds. Yeah, we had a lot of the same interests. We were we were only, a you know, he was he was two years older than me in high school, but we, we were still only a year and a half apart in age. So it wasn't like that big of a difference but you know he was a junior and i was a freshman yep. so um you know that that obviously had we went to different schools because of, of where where we lived you know it, it just worked out that way but um yeah definitely again like i would call him a, a growing up a, one of my be- one of my best friends for sure there you go and i don't want to uh, besmirch the buddy who you did the breaking bad episode with there this is this is the yeah. the part of the podcast you, the listener, where I just credit Rob with cool podcasts. Um, uh, the buddy who you did the uh, Breaking Bad episode with, I texted you about that, and we talked TV and uh, yeah. and text a little bit. I enjoyed that one as well. I I would have Breaking Bad in my top five, but I think I binged the last season a little too fast, and it I just yeah. I did not love the last season of the show. Yeah. See, and and that that's another thing that's kind of interesting about, about like friendships too is like, and you're kind of in the same thing with me, but a little less. But um, my buddy Cameron, who I did <clears throat> who I did that podcast with, he's like a new friend, and that's like another weird thing about like getting older and like meeting people, and it's like it's like harder to do. But um, you know, I've only known him for two years, maybe. Huh. Like he's like super new friendship super new and you're relatively i would consider you you're not i wouldn't call you a new friend now but in the grand scheme of things i mean most of my close friends that i still speak to regularly are high school friends you know that i've i've i met them when i was 15 and that's just kind of how it's been but i think that is very you know commendable of you because there are maybe gosh two or three tops people who I talked to from high school. I, I know what some are up to from Facebook and Instagram. And I occasionally give them the old double tap or the like, but we have not sent a text. We have not traded a message. And there are some, and I mean, I went to a small high school, so I knew everybody in my high school class. We had 70 kids graduate in my class. Oh, wow. So I could, you know, if if I busted out the yearbook, I could tell you, yep, knew that one, knew that one. I wasn't friends with all of them. Sure. But no, there's, and on a regular basis, I don't talk to hardly any of them. The biggest group of people that I have are, are now, it's people who I work with. Like I consider sure. like the radio station kind of like my, my second family. And before that, it was like the college radio station. 
Yeah. I knew a lot of those people, but I like you a lot more than a lot of them. So. <laughs> yeah. And uh, like, I mean, you're the only person from the the radio station that I still talk to that I'm that I'm friends with it's because you're, um, or you're that so I ever awesome. even became friends with. I never really even hung out with anybody else. Well, um, it's because you knew I was so cool and you know, <laughs> I, I saw the same well, in you. Well, well, we were lucky in the fact that we got matched up together when you were still doing the weekend show. So it was like a fun way for me to just like listen. You know, I listened to you talk for two hours every weekend for a while there. I don't know how long it was. You mean to tell mm -hmm. me you don't want to uh, hang out and watch me uh, <laughs> make my way through middle management and <laughs> try to follow <laughs> me on that path? Let me tell you, it's just as much fun as that show. Yeah, but no, but you, I liked, I liked what you and Monica, you and Monica had a good back and forth. I liked that show. I thought, dude, I, I love the show too. I'm, I'm being very sarcastic here. Like, I know, I know. Like, I could not do at all now. I, I physically could, but I think I would go a little insane. Like, not having a day off definitely started to wear on me. Well, sure. And now being a manager, dude, there are times well, that I get home and I'm just, <laughs> I'm just done. I, of course. I, I, I see you go on these long walks sometimes. I try to do seven to eight miles a day, and sometimes I do 10 plus, and I just need it to just disconnect from the world. It's, dude, I mean, we, we've talked about it, I'm sure, before on here. Maybe we've mentioned it, but there is nothing, no, like, me, for my mental health and, and yours, and I think a lot of people, there's nothing better than just, like, because the the beauty of the walk is that you you could still bring your phone. I get, I guess, I, I or do whatever. bring mine to listen to podcasts. But so. that's the thing too is you you got to be you got to be a little bit strict in the fact that you go okay. I'm going to listen to this podcast. I'm going to listen to this new album. Yep. Whatever it is, I'm going to put my headphones in. I'm going to put my phone in my pocket, and it's going to stay in there until the the podcast is over or the 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 album's done, and then there's no screens. It's just, I, I mean, it's it's so valuable and screens are so dangerous and just addictive now that it's like <laughs> i just need to go outside to to like see i don't to like watch relax. a lot of tv these days i'll do a little bit of live sports but i'm pretty good about getting away from that i was watching army yeah. of the dead before i came in here which yeah. is honestly the first movie i've watched in at least a month or two yeah uh it was amusing i didn't get all the way through it but uh, i'll finish it off um yeah can I throw one more at you, buddy? Well, uh, sure. while we're on the non-food portion, yeah. Well, you're you're like my therapist right now. I like this. This is good. I'm, <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm on the couch, and you're just sitting there helping me with life. Big wait, big fan of therapy. Big fan. I've heard you talk about that as well, and Love I it. I fully support it. I have not went, but I it's not because I think I am above it. Anything but. I dude, I think you would honestly love it. I I. I agree, but let me add a clarifier. If yeah. I found the right person, and I think that is very important because I think you can take some time to find people who can truly help you. You can find people who are just kind of eh, and I think you can find people who could probably mess you up further too. Sure, um, but p part of the process, and it's, you know, it's, it's a little bit of work is finding the right person. Yeah. Well, I mean, sure. I've, I've gone to therapists and, you know, after a couple of sessions you go, all right, nope, don't like that person. Yep. And you just end it. Yeah. Um, but I, I genuinely think you would love it. <laughs> I, I would because I love talking to people one-on-one. -on -one. And it's, it's, you're focusing on you. See, and I don't love that, that part. No, you do love that part. And you really? will love that part. Trust me, because really, because you could, dude. Trust me. Yeah, of course. Are you, dude? All we literally do for a living is just talk about ourselves and what we think about things. But I don't love to be the center of attention. I know I did the radio yeah, show, but it's, it's but a I, difference. I like it's helping different. other people. You're the you're the center of attention, but it's not like that because it's just it's still just the two of you. I guess there's not you're not the center of attention and there's, you know, a, a radio audience. Like it's just you two and it's, it, you would, whatever I, you, you understand how therapy works, but sure. You, I'm, I'm telling you, man, you would, you would enjoy it. 
and so, it would probably be very beneficial to, to you and to anybody else on this planet that would do it. Have you ever tried dating apps? I know a lot of times, based on where you used to work, just our demo naturally is a little bit younger than me, for sure, and maybe even a little bit younger than you. You kind of had a built-in group of people who would just kind of reach out to you because they're clued in with social media. For me, sure. it's not so much that way with our radio. Um, our audience is, you know, for the most part, you know, late 30s is like the young end. Then you get 40s, 50s on up. Um, have you tried dating apps? Yeah, I feel like we've talked about this before. Have I we don't know. I don't know if we have or have not. I, I know that, like, you would just have a lot of people randomly hit you up on Twitter and Instagram. Sure. I've definitely met <clears throat> a lot of people through social media. Um, Am I unique? But I also meet a lot of people. And when I say through social media, it's like I would meet them somewhere. Yes. And then follow. we'd follow each other on social media and then just... Uh, have conversations further but a lot of the people i was meeting by going out and doing things and then the you, the, the conversation would grow through texting and, and instagram or whatever further am i unique in that i have a profile on these you know these apps and yeah, i've told you to get hinge before i have hinge that's I've, I, yeah. I think I'm the person that told you to do that. I have it. Um, okay. It's it's not working for me. Uh, okay. I have Bumble. It's Bumble sucks. So I find I find the people on Bumble to be far more to my liking, and on Hinge I've had a couple people reach out to me, and then I reach out to them, and then they just kind of fall off the reservation. Yeah, and, that's just that's standard but zero dates and then i've reached out to a few dozen and i never hear <clears throat> back period which just yeah. makes me feel like a whole new level of awesome and um <laughs> well that's that's part of the uh oh, part of the risk with oh, dating, let me tell you it is just the best i could use the therapist for that alone somebody to sit there for an hour and tell me i'm beautiful because <laughs> let me tell you online dating when I go through phases and I'll sit there and I'll tell myself like, okay, you're going to scroll through like the next 15 people and anyone who you find a remote connection with, you're going to reach out to. And then yeah. you just start ticking off the days. You're like one day, two day, still no responses, three days. It's okay. <laughs> well, here, let me at least tell you this because. Yeah. And and I'm not like suicidal over this by any means. No, I figured, but... You know, but it it it's kind of if I'm going to be fully honest, of course it's a downer. Who likes reaching out to people and never hearing anything back? Well, I'll tell you this. Yeah. First of all, a lot of people don't properly delete their profiles. They yeah. just delete the app. Of course. So you're messaging people that aren't there. That don't even that don't even see it. Correct. So that's a part of it for sure. Yep. And then also, have you ever scrolled through a women's dating app before? My buddy did uh, one time that he was going out with this girl and he said, dude, he's like. There's a million responses. Yeah. He's like, it is incredible. And I, I can't remember. I know it wasn't you, but I was talking with a friend of mine about this. And I said, like, like it, it's definitely still like I get it. It's a white person's world. And. Um, people are just kind of hosed, but where one area where women definitely have the advantage is when it comes, I would say they have an advantage, they might disagree, but when it comes to dating, they have guys just reaching out to them left and right. Now, where they get hosed is, you know, they have to try to weed through these guys and find the ones who aren't going to, gosh, I've read things online from like guys show up and then, uh, don't pay anything and they just stand them up for the date. Um, guys are, you know, just looking for a one night thing, like all sorts of stuff that I'm like, eh, that kind of sucks. But they definitely have a built in, let me call it what you want, audience of people looking for them, whereas dudes do not. Well, yeah, for sure. I mean, being a chick on the internet is a nightmare, I would imagine. And but also it's out. positive in the sense that you've got people actually looking for you. Yeah, but but 
most of them, I would say probably 90% are fucking creepy dudes. So what's better? What, let's figure this out. What's better to have nobody get back to you or to have a ton of people get back to you, but a lot of them are creepy? I don't think there's, I don't think you could put it in a, there's not, I don't think one's better than the other. I think they're both probably a nightmare. Well, I think uh, it's better to have a lot of people get back to you and then you've got to figure somebody's going to be good. You would think that. I would. I mean, <laughs> dude, dating is, is not, it's not that simple. Yeah. It's, it's, no, it's not. You know, it's, it's, it's the whole thing's a nightmare. And then yeah, adding the internet just makes it even worse. Um, so we can tie this back into food. <laughs> How so? Don't you laugh at me. I always have a way. I know I'm waiting. I Do you have like a to go-to restaurant where you would take a lady on a, a first date? Or where uh, you would like, or a, or a, or a nice uh, cafe for a coffee or a smoothie or something like that? Totally. I see? Mean, see? Yeah, that, that, can, of can course you, I have. Can you me. maybe divulge a secret or two? I mean, I don't know if I want to say. Okay. Exactly. You don't have to. But I <laughs> see, I, I tried to tie it back into food. That's fine. No, 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 no. Look, I can, we could still have a conversation about it f- for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, yes, I have very specific places that I like to take people. Does it depend how much you like the person? Um, No, not really. I mean, I have like first date spots that I know that aren't like super fancy that are, but that are still like, you know, places that I like that I would be happy to go to (laughs) that. I'm just happy that I'm there, you know, Um, that shows that you care and you're thinking and you're, you know, you know that you'll be comfortable there too. That's important. Yeah, for sure. I know, you know, you know the menu a little bit, so you're not looking like a crazy person trying to, you know, figure out what you're going to eat. Like, of course. I have no fear of looking like a crazy person. I'm all good. (laughs) I know, but that's also part of dating, buddy, is like being a little bit prepared and like, you know, know what, you know. Maybe that's why I really suck at dating, because I'm totally cool with winging it. I don't think there's anything wrong with winging it. But I think there's also nothing wrong with having a plan and like having. Oh, I think you're doing it. You're doing it better than to take me. people. A hundred percent. Well, I think uh, I think if you're gonna do the the dating app again, it's like you gotta just like really. I don't know. It's it's a whole fuck. I, we could talk more about it, not on the podcast, but um. um. <laughs> well, I can I can hit stop on this if you want, and we can end it. I just was, um, I, I just yeah, am I, shooting the breeze with you. It's great. No, I know, but we're I, we're doing a food podcast. Well, I tried to tie it back into food, and you went to. Oh, I don't want to divulge <laughs> my spots. No, I, give me I some mean, spots you don't go, and claim you do go to them. I don't care. I don't even Rob know. Rob likes to go to 7-Eleven, ladies. He'll get you a big gulp. Uh, <laughs> he will thirst bust you. All right. Well, I think I think we need to end it now. No. <laughs> I think we're done. Okay. No good? <laughs> Trying. <laughs> uh, you did try. I, I'll give you that. Just, you know, I'm, I'm trying. Okay. Uh, he's Rob Petrillo. I'm Joe Heisinga, and uh, we're two guys who like or sometimes love to eat. Goodbye from Everyone Eats. Mm-hmm.